Welcome to the Innovative Leader Podcast with Christy Geiger, Master Certified Coach, and David Phillips, Educator, Analyst, and Consultant. Our mission is to equip, inspire, and transform how we lead in life and work. In today's rapidly evolving world, raising the level of leadership is more important than ever before. Weekly topics support you to navigate the changing tide of business and leadership. Here are your hosts, Christy and David. Hello, folks. Hope you're doing well. This is David and Christy. You're back with uh, the Innovative Leader Podcast today. And uh, today we're going to talk about um, uh, two skills that you really need to, to develop uh, and, and strengthen for uh, leadership uh, in 2021. And, and part of this comes from a, an article, uh, pardon me while I look over to my other screen, from um, uh, what was the name of that? group. Um, EDI? Yeah, yeah, that was it, uh, which is a global leadership company, uh, leadership development company, um, and uh, it, it was one of their uh, leadership trends for uh, 2021, and um, so one of the things that they they talked about was the need for uh, leadership development within the, within organizations, and, and as we, Christy and I were just, we're talking, we, as we look through these trends, we really, as we examined them, we saw there, what they were essentially saying. There are two big trends, uh, two big things that you need uh, when, when you look at, at developing leadership, developing your own skills, and uh, having um, resources to, to meet the needs um, of leadership within your organization. And uh, so, Christy, why don't you kind of start us out on, on those? Uh, give us the first one, and, and let's talk about what, uh, why it's so important. Perfect. Okay, so real quick, just since you mentioned it, so in the article, um, there were the three trends that they were spotting. So number one, they were saying the bench is an empty chair. So essentially, when we look at who's on the bench, who's our players to go to? So if we need a leader to come into our C-suite team, we need a leader to be our integrator in our small company. We are looking for leadership um, to help run things, our managers, our leaders, who's on the bench, who is coming into that. And they were saying that they're, that they gave the percentage of the bench is at 11% in kind of this red zone, that the bench for leaders is smaller than ever before. And to me, you, you lean into that question, you go, why is the bench small? Why, why aren't there leaders? Because certainly we have high, you know, record numbers of people getting masters and PhDs. We have more books on leadership than ever before. We have so many courses and classes on leadership. So why in the world would the leadership bench be empty? And also we have people who are striving for leadership and that they desire to be in leadership. Uh, this, we have more people also who want to run their own companies. Right. What is that? That's a leadership position. So they're like, listen, I don't want to be down the food chain. I'm not the minion. I would like to be in charge. I want to be in a position of leadership really essentially is what it's saying. Yes, we know that is about uh, freedom and autonomy and power and control is exactly. really what people are looking for when they want their own companies, but it's a leadership position. So how is this bench so small? So that's trend number one. Right. Trend number two was skills um, that crack under pressure. 
And they were saying that leaders are least effective in leading virtual teams, which we saw in 2020, where so many people went virtual, that leaders are really struggling in leading virtual teams. And then the other piece, so 20%, and then 15% of leaders were less effective at using empathy. And that their ability to have empathy, which of course, under the pressures of COVID, which continue in 2021, right now it's February, 2021, that this empathy is really missing, that, that people are under stress, They have a lot of pressures with their kids schooling at home, with people getting sick, their own fears and anxieties of what is going on. It's more difficult to go to the doctor to address different things. So how do we have this empathy for people and the stress that they're under, which then affect their performance at work? So those two skills were that cracking under pressure. And then um, the last trend was uncertainty creates a craving for learning. And that pre-COVID, it gave numbers, and we'll put the link in the show notes, um, that pre-COVID, there was a certain number. And then during COVID, we saw that increase in the desire for learning. And then it kind of settles down into a new normal about learning, which makes sense that really during COVID, learning and growing your skill set was a very reasonable thing to do. And helps you to feel better and and in more control. But really, we know with what we talk about with leadership 2.0 and 4.0, we are in extreme changing times. The need to unlearn what we've learned in the past and learn it differently is more important right now. And upskilling is really important. And so that's really brings us down to the two skills that we want to talk about that as we looked at these trends, we feel like there are two things that really stand out. They're not necessarily going to be new, but they are things that in order to lead, a leader must dig in and master these skills in a new level. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, I was going to say the first one would be communication. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with community, and to me, this is the, the, the biggest quality of the, the biggest skill that you're going to need, the most important skill you're going to need as a leader. And that's the ability to communicate with with everything being virtual, with with a movement toward um, global hiring, uh, which means virtual teams, uh, those kinds of things. You have got to be able to communicate. Uh, And the more you communicate, the more transparent you are in your communication and the more relational you are in your communication, the better your leadership uh, is. And, and I think, I mean, I've seen that in my, in my own life in the past years, I've worked with, with some virtual teams that the more, the more communication you give, the more proactive you are in that communication, the more consistent you are in that communication, um, the more relatable. I, I, I remember hearing people say uh, to me, uh, your communication is so human, which really kind of uh, grabbed me, um, the, the relational nature of that communication um, and, and the openness and transparency. That, that has taken um, my ability to lead uh, virtual teams uh, from uh, almost antagonism to being considered a true partner. Uh, and so I think that's, to me, that is the, the biggest, biggest piece. Your comments on that? Yeah, I 
I agree with that. It makes me think about what changes because communication has always been important in the workplace. Right. So what really is different about our communication? And as you pointed to with the virtual teams and even, I think it's fascinating and fun that we are more global. And so yeah. you're hiring people, yes, um, you know, companies that are US base, whatever, but there is this global movement and even people in the US are millennials. They love to travel the world. So yeah. your millennial uh, people are love to move around the world and the Gen X people love to move around the world. So they are sitting over there in Australia or Dubai or wherever it is and enjoying exploring the world, but they still need to work um, on some level. And so I think this virtual when COVID moved things to remote work really just accelerated what was already happening. But how do you have a team? I know for years, my leaders, I have leaders who would be like, well, our business just works better when everyone can be in the office. So we need to hire people who can be in the office because it's just, it's better for our company. As right. if your company is unique and that I'm sorry. I just think, yes, it's easier when you have someone next door. Of course, that's easier communication. So the more skillful communication has to not rely on, we always say communication breaks down in email and communication breaks down in text. So how are we going to overcome that and have better communication and not read into things? And to your point, what you were saying about being proactive and to be human, I think it requires really one-to-ones that weren't happening that need to yep. be happening. And instead of having big team meetings where we assume everybody is good, you're having that one-to-one -to, -one to make sure you're on the same page, to have that compassion and, hey, how are you doing? You have these tasks, how is that going? Do you feel on top of it? Do you know what is going on with those? Do you have any questions? What support do you need? How can I help you? Whatever, like it is those one-to-one -one conversations that Perhaps we might have felt like we were doing, but we really weren't doing them to that same degree. So it is communication that we are doing, but it requires more skillful communication than right. perhaps what we got away with in the past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and that, that skill has to be, I mean, it has to be carved out um, you have to carve that skill out not only not only in face to face but you've got to carve it out in email you i mean there i mean i know this is this is very simple but there are things like spelling and grammar uh and in in your communication in, in some cases because people because people will read what you communicate and what you can that reflects back on you and it will show your ability to to be adept at it uh to be skilled at it uh, as well, so so there there are aspects of that that you have to to so it's 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 uh, the verbal uh, communication, it's the relational communication, and it is written communication that you have to be um, proactive and you have to be um, you know skilled at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think there's another I'm not quite sure skill what what skill it is, but there's something else about really being able to discern what matters to get to the point. Yeah. 
And a lot of times in email, I I think we used to call it bottom lining. What's the bottom line? What's that bold highlighted line? But today, because people really tend to go more for videos, I think that's where we see this migration, even in social media, to a platform like Clubhouse, which is this meeting room where people just show up and are having a conversation. So to me, that's a little bit of this shift of moving away from a newsletter. Instead of reading my your one-way communication newsletter, I'm going to go show up in Clubhouse. Or another one that is interesting to me is the WhatsApp app. And a lot of people really globally, I'm noticing, are using the WhatsApp app. Now, I had it and got rid of it, got it again, because I was working with some people who who liked it. When that finished, I got rid of it again, because I don't really like it. It's like these short video messages that you're sending. But a lot of people really like that. So rather than sending an email, they're like, it doesn't matter what you look like. You grab your WhatsApp app, you do a little video, you're like, hey, um, I'm looking at this uh, budget that you just made. It looks really great. Um, This column, it looks a little bit, you know, I'm confused about these numbers. I'm going to send you a screenshot and let's work on that, whatever. Somehow we are moving more towards video, verbal communication that is quickly responsive and then backing it up with documentation rather than just depending on email. Like there's a migration with that. Yeah. And and if nothing else, the email in, in the email communication, it almost needs to be more storying than than kind of blunt uh that's that's one of the things that i have i've found in in the leadership uh with my virtual teams is um i i share it's the relational aspect of sharing but you share stories that Mm -hmm. make a point and people get that and then people respond back with that um Mm -hmm. uh, so i think if you're going to use and, and i know i'm i'm Talk, I do a lot of email, unfortunately. So that's kind of one of the areas that I know too well. Um, so so uh, when you do that, you've, you've got to be engaging. Um, so whether it's in email or whether it's WhatsApp or whether it's in a, a video call or, or, or some kind of you know clubhouse app or, or any of that, it's got to be engaging and it's got to be real and it's got to be transparent and it's got to be relational. Um, and then you're, I think you're right. Uh, here's the, the broad overview. Uh, I'm going to send documentation to support that. And then we'll move from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a lot of times I will, I'll follow up with a call just to say, hey, did you get that? Did you understand that? Because if not, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it's, it's, it's a combination of, of asynchronous communication and then synchronous communication. Right, for sure. And even like the question, what did you understand about that? Or what did that mean to you? Or how do you take what we're trying to create or whatever versus did you understand? Yes, no. Sometimes we're kind of like, yeah, I got it. And, but we didn't or whatever. I think too, you reminded me of like Slack too. There's other versions really like Slack or Asana um, what are some other, I think Trello used to be a bigger one. I'm not hearing a lot of use in yeah. Trello as much anymore. Yeah, me either. I, we use Slack a lot. Microsoft Teams is, is yeah, kind of big Teams. on the communi- communication side and then Google chat, mm-hmm. um, as well. Uh, Google Hangout, 
uh, from the video standpoint. You know, a lot of schools are using that. Zoom, uh, obviously, for video um, as well. Um, but yeah, Google Teams, I mean, Microsoft Teams is, is kind of a, another big one that a lot of people are using. Yeah, yeah, and just these different platforms that I think one of the trends, if we look at a 4.0 attribute, it's about collaboration and right. that communication, a difference in our communication from 2.0 is a lot of, a lot of times it was a two-way communication, either it was top-down or just this two-way communication was more 2.0 type communication versus the communication that we need to become more skillful at is, and even I like to say collaboration, I believe is 3.0. And that, you know, okay, let's collaborate. Okay, what do you have to say about that, right? That's that's like 3.0 versus 4.0. To me, it is more this collective mind. It's right. mind share. It's masterminding. It is a way that everybody shows up and it's like, what do you think? What do I think? And we're co-creating and it's very organic and dynamic. It's not just, and someone could argue, well, collaboration is the same thing, but I think collaboration is still a little bit pointed. Like, here's our goal. Okay, David, what's your idea? Christy, what's your idea? Kai, what's your idea? Okay, great. So what are we deciding? It's a little bit more structured versus in this 4.0, the communication is really organic. It's kind of messy, but it's not that the communication is messy. It's that there is so much openness and the ability for it to um to evolve in the moment that it's not just hey i'm sending you this message boom it's yeah. that somehow we have to have flow and the ability for that communication to evolve in the moment to me that's what's different about some of these tools that right. and what's really being asked of with communication what do you no, think I, I I agree. I agree completely on that. Uh, there, sadly, there were there were two different ideas that popped in my mind. One was the Force from Star Wars, um, and the but the other one was the the was the Borg from Star Trek, uh, which was the mind, the collective. Um, I mean, both of those are, are collective wisdom as opposed to um, uh, you know singular wisdom in that regard. But I, I think you're right. I think I think those tools have created. Uh, the ability to, to collaborate, uh, to, um, to, to, to bounce ideas off of each other and to have those things grow and develop. Uh, but you've got, to, you've got to engage in that. I see so many people who don't engage in that. They just sit and they be quiet uh, and they're, they're quiet. And so there's no collaboration. They're just waiting for somebody to tell them what to do. Um, you can't, you know, from a leadership standpoint, you can't do that. You have to be engaged and you have to, uh, to communicate and share your own ideas. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I super agree with that. And I think that actually tips us into the next point really great, because when we think about engagement, what is it that creates engagement? And especially in these platforms where it's even more intimidating to show up to say something like clubhouse, that's pretty crazy, right? You don't even, there's no diet, there's no writing, there's profiles, and you're just going to talk to people who you don't even know, like, that could be pretty intimidating, especially if you're an introvert, right? Um, but your point about engagement, our second 
skill that we believe that leaders need to develop, number one is communication. Number two is really emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence, I know it's a little bit not fair because there's like 20 skills in emotional intelligence, if we could even say that, right? There's so many skills that are part of emotional intelligence. But when you talked about engagement, what, what came in my mind was really about creating safety. And when we are not emotionally intelligent, that is what creates unsafe places for people to show up. That's where you get your hands slapped. People get shamed. You get in trouble. You get stepped on. You get not seen, not acknowledged, whatever it is. Like it's a perfect Petri dish for all of your childhood issues to come up and get stepped on, which is why people don't take a risk to say something. They're right. afraid to say something wrong. They're afraid to fail because of the repercussions of that versus when a leader is able to create, whether it's communication, whether it's conversation, whether it's dialogue, that engagement to me is largely on the back of emotional intelligence. Because if a leader is emotional intelligent, you're aware of others and what's going on for them. And you have a care and compassion for them. You're aware of yourself. Like, you know, for me, I'm like, yeah, my energy is intense today because I have a lot going on. Um, so, you know, you're self-aware, you're others aware, you're self-managed, you're able to um, also, what is it? What's the fourth quadrant is not others managed, but it's the ability to um, self-awareness, others awareness, self-management. And then it's the, it's not others management, but it's the, my brain's gone. Uh, okay. I'll find it in a second. Anyway, the, um, the point is though, I just think with this engagement part of it, when leaders are emotionally intelligent, we create safety for engagement to happen. When we are not emotionally intelligent, we don't have control of our ego. We don't have control of our pride. We need to be seen as look good. We're trying to climb our way up the ladder. We make it very unsafe for engagement to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 and, um, and that that lack of safety uh, means that that people with a, a great skill set, uh, a great knowledge base, uh, aren't don't contribute they just sit right. back and 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 let people do what they're going to do um because um it's not worth it to them to engage uh and so i think that from a leadership standpoint you've got to you've got to know them and that's why one one-to-ones are, are so important that's why um uh in, engaging them personally is so important because if you if you if you create that level of trust within between you and them then when you get in bigger spaces they're more apt to communicate and to interact and to engage knowing that that level of trust has already been established um, but i think you have to establish that up front as opposed to um, just throwing somebody in and saying hey tell us what you think um, because you know introverts are i mean that introverts are, are that's not that's they're not used to that they don't they don't like that they're they like to be quiet um, they may send you an email or they may write something down, but you're not going to find them engaging too much. Uh, so you've got to find a way to pull that out of them. And, and that one of those things is create that safe space, develop that level of trust. Uh, and then, um, and, and whatever, what, and, but that, then that goes back to communication, right? You've got to be able to communicate who you are, what your mindset is, what your desires are. Um, you've got to be able to communicate all of that effectively so that they 
they understand exactly what they're walking into, exactly what's about to happen, uh, and, and feel good engaging uh, within that. Well, and where they have permission to engage. So exactly. if you're casting your vision and you're saying, here's the direction that we're headed and here's what we get to figure out together, that is permission and invitation to say, hey, I, I want to figure this out together versus when we are the sage on the stage, we have to know it all, we're in a dictator kind of a mode of leadership. Not only does it feel intimidating to communicate or to engage, but why would they? There's no invitation, even though you're saying, hey, what are your ideas when nobody talks? Hmm, maybe back up and consider what am I doing to create safe space? What am I doing to create engagement? Where am I creating an invitation where people feel welcome to share their thoughts and ideas? That fourth yeah, because quadrant, I think, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. That fourth quadrant was relationship management. So I okay. wanted to say others management, but it's relationship management, which is very on point with what we're talking about, right? The difference between your, um, that social awareness has to do with your, the energy, the emotions, the mood in the room, caring about others, empathy and compassion. What we were talking about earlier with COVID, hearing what people are saying, that's social awareness versus your social management are some of these hard skills that how do we deal with conflict versus eh, I don't really like conflict. So let's just sweep that under the rug and not deal with it. Eh, that's gonna break down trust. So dealing with conflict, sharing ideas, drawing ideas out from others, creating that engagement is really in this fourth quadrant that we can think of for a second, <laughs> relationship management, um, but, and then getting along with others and whatever. So yeah, directly appropriate. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that if, if people aren't engaging in your meetings, then, then you need to back up and ask what's going on. Uh, what, what do you need to work on from a leadership standpoint? to create that engagement because uh, for to not have that engagement is, is really more of a sign of your leadership capacity or your leadership acumen than, than that team's um, lack of desire to, to give input and in, in wisdom from their own experiences. And sometimes that answer is really found by asking the team. Um, recently, I was telling you earlier, I'm taking this course, a uh, coaching course, and just always wanting to grow and learn. And I'm experiencing a instructor that has a little bit more ego. And sometimes in that ego place, we can get in a telling mode. And as human beings, it feels good to be able to tell. And we can be attracted to that. But, and even in this situation, it comes from really good intentions too, right? Where as a leader, if our team isn't engaged and we're thinking, okay, so how do I get them engaged or why aren't they talking or things like that? It's very natural to try to solve the problem ourselves. And, and we feel like that's being a good leader, of course, like a good leader notices and does something about it. So we are trying to be a good leader. The challenge is really in order to do that from a non-ego place, we're just noticing it and then enrolling the team. And I think that's the more 4.0 approach is like, hey, it seems like our engagement on our meetings 
isn't as high as what it could be. What do you guys think good engagement looks like? What do right. you think a great meeting looks like? What do you think keeps our meetings feeling like we don't have a lot to share? What could be different? And having that really, to me, that's the authentic conversation yeah. about what's going on and then seeing what people say about it. Yeah, sometimes I think the best way to lead is to keep quiet mm -hmm. and let, um, because that, that, that silence uh, almost forces people to communicate or talk. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not just, I don't care, you know, it, it's, it's coming from a point of giving other people the ability uh, and not feeling like you have to solve the problem, but let other people come up with the solutions. And so sometimes the best thing you can do is either just be quiet or just ask questions. Absolutely. Yeah. So ask that question and then be quiet for people to answer and don't get nervous and feel the need to fill the space. Now to be to be clear, because some people will take that as permission to, and I, I know this is not what you're saying. You're not saying to be quiet at the front. So a lot of times, sometimes as a leader, we're like, oh, that's uncomfortable. We'll see if anyone else brings it up. That is right. not what you're saying. You're saying no. once it's brought up, hey, we, we have a greater opportunity to lead into our engagement. What do you guys think? Then be quiet versus not saying it because leaders have to bring up the tough conversations. Exactly. A lot of times people aren't going to do that. But I was talking to a leader the other day and I said, I feel like one of the most important jobs of a leader is to clear the path. Your job is not to solve the problems. Your job is to clear the path so the team can solve the problems. Exactly. And if you're sitting there solving the problems, you're doing the job of the team and you're going to get overwhelmed versus clear, bring it up. Hey, here's our, here, it looks like we have this to figure out. Just right. clear the path, not solve the problem. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. So, yeah. Yeah. I knew well, you right. were, um, I can hear, I hear leaders in my head going, well, you know, sometimes a leader just needs to be quiet. No, not at that point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, good. Okay. So, yeah. So, we've kind of covered these two skills that we think are critical. 2021 4.0 leadership is this huge bucket of emotional intelligence and the huge bucket of communication. There's so many skills right. in all of them. Uh, we would love to know what are you doing to increase and improve your emotional intelligence? What are you doing to improve your communication? What technology? That was another thing in that article really said that leaders can upgrade themselves by becoming more digitally savvy and right. competent. So what tools and digital resources are you using to help with emotional intelligence and communication? Exactly. Absolutely. So, uh, well, listen, uh, this was a great conversation. Uh, I think we ought to, we ought to revisit this at some point, uh, and have some more conversation about it. Um, but, uh, Anyway, I, I know you have to run. I have to run. And uh, listen, we'll we'll jump back on uh, next week and uh, look forward to that conversation as well. Sounds good. All right. Have a great week. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Innovative Leader Podcast with Christy Geiger and David Phillips. If you have questions, ideas, or thoughts to share, please do so in the comments. 
Help us raise the level of leadership and share with other leaders. We want to grow a community of leaders supporting one another. Follow us on YouTube or subscribe on the channel where you get your podcasts. To learn more, check out innovativeleader.co. Have a great week and lead well. It matters.